Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we're talking about our five favourite animated movies. Oh, fuck. I was trying to whistle. We've got fucking... Right. We've got bloody oh. tweets. <laughs> oh, right, I can't right, whistle because my lips are all salty because we've just eaten fish and chips. Um, so first up... There we, we go. Um, I don't know, a bunch of episodes back. Before the break? Before our break, maybe? I don't know. We we did... We're calling... We forgot to record for a week. <laughs> a break? No, now. not that break. Oh. Like, it was definitely before that, but before our big, like, six-month break. After the... Uh, the cancellation. It? Yeah, yeah. And return. The... <laughs> <laughs> our return episode, we should have done, like, a Scrubs-style, like, this is the new season, it's a little bit different, wink, wink. We did talk about getting anyone else to come on and just... I'll pretend to be us. Yeah. Did we talk yeah. about that? Yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> um, the show just ends with us walking, like, the door sound, being like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Get out! I can't do this all oh, on my, my own. own. No, I know. I'm, I'm no, no Superman. Superman. Anyway, great show. <laughs> um, yeah, so ages ago, we did our five favourite movies. And it was just Cal and I talking about our five favourite movies. What we... Why they were on the list, what justifications we had for them, and... What that said about us as people. Yeah, and kind of how that... Those opinions kind of averaged out to an interesting look at our, our film tastes. Because mm. um, it is interesting. Our lists are very different. Mm. There are probably popular choices... Like on both of them, yeah. On both of them. You had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I had, yeah. like, Star Wars made it on mine. I had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sorry, of course. <laughs> there is a, there's a huge difference. There is a very distinct Because one of them is a childhood classic, mm. and the other one's Willy Wonka. Ah! Oh, you son of a bitch! Got him! <laughs> Get out of here, Johnny! I was going to say Johnny. The Johnny Depp version's terrible. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, we don't want anyone to confuse... <laughs> My that last bit. joke with yeah. sincerity. Yeah, exactly. Um, but today we're going to do animated movies. But first we've got a couple of tweets to get through. So, you might have seen over the weekend we released a special bonus episode. That's because we missed a week. Mm-hmm. It was on Steven Universe, um, which was requested by... Um, at, at Goddamn Robots. Goddamn Robots. Uh, uh, first tweet we got was from him, because I actually tweeted, I was like... We did it, Goddamn Robots. We did Steven Universe and tweeted the episode. That's, yep. That was my tweet. And uh, he replied with, Yay, you did it. It only took 54 days. <laughs> uh, don't appreciate the sass. Uh, goddamn Robots. I do. Because <laughs> I wanted to do it weeks earlier. And Sam's like, oh, I'll watch it. I'll get around. <laughs> was it 54 days from the bomb, though? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Because surely it wasn't 54 days since. No, because it's it's 56 days from the bomb today, at least according to Reddit. I don't know. Right, remember. okay, so yeah. When 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 we were tweeted that... Yeah, that so it might, been... Have been, might have been since the bomb dropped. Yeah, 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 must have been. Um, yeah, so yeah, fair enough. But I don't know when Steven Universe dropped, so this one's solely on Cal. Well, no, you it's, didn't it's tell pu- me. It's purely that... that it took you that bloody long to watch it. No, because we didn't even talk about doing it until and Goddamn until Robots old mate messaged us. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nice. Blame the audience. I love it. Yeah. And you're the problem, and you're, you're the, the problem. problem. And um, you get some blame. And, and you, you get, get some, some blame. blame. Look under your seats, there's a pile of shame. <laughs> <laughs> that... On the microphone, I drop bombs! Anyway. <laughs> Good, we're so relevant. <laughs> 
That was a relevant meme, right? <laughs> People still do that. Yeah. Anyway. Epic um, rap battles of history. It's so, like, yeah, sure. new. We also got a tweet from um, Boo. Uh, Boo! At, at the Space Hamster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed the powering up moment in Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, because it felt like her realising the Kree were just another set of assholes holding her back. And it was neat that the cosmic power came naturally to her once the chip was removed. Also, love Goose to death, want her in Endgame. Fair enough. Goose was adorable. Also, I, I'm not sure if we're going to get Goose back in Endgame. Probably not. Probably not, which is a little sad. Very sad. Considering she was one of the most charismatic... <laughs> Alright, Cal- look. No, no, I'm just trolling. I, I liked know. Captain Marvel, it was fine. <laughs> you're going to have to pocket your misogyny for just one day, Cal. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Um, it's, it's taken up so much room in my Cal, in my soggy if you listen pocket. to the, if you listen to the Captain America Captain America the Captain Marvel podcast yeah. it's Cal and I have some dividing opinions on it mm. but I, I actually uh, boo I totally agree with you I like I like I totally and I totally agree about the um the cosmic power came naturally to her I actually really liked that as an element eh. um, it, it was like it was intuitive like walking sure. Okay. Running? <laughs> Running's probably a better example. Like once Riding you... a bike. <laughs> Except the training wheels are square. And you take them off and you go flying. You're doing great. And... <laughs> anyway, we've got some other tweets, but oh. they're related to the episode that we're doing. So we'll, we'll come back to them at the end. Sure. Um, because uh, I... Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah. Just remind me at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so, our five favourite animated movies, Cal. Who went first last time, do you remember? I don't remember I at all. I think it was you, because I had a long list of movies to whittle down. Oh, yeah, you didn't do the task. No, I, you didn't I do just the made assignment. my short list. And you had to do just... it while class was in session. Okay, well, like, a little bit of behind the scenes for this episode as well. I did partially pick these... Like, th- there are movies here that sort of represent multiple movies. I've got a little bit the same. Yeah, and I'm and just, an I've... interesting omission from my list. Oh, yeah. That I'm, I was just surprised at myself. And right, I, okay. I think there might be a reason for it, but we'll get into it when we're listing them. Right, okay. Well, so How I... many did you have to whittle down from? 22? I had... I had 15. So right. I had a lot less that I had to whittle down. Mm. And a lot of mine were like, oh, these are great, but obviously... Like, there was some categories that they kind of ended up yeah, in. Yeah, I had and three like, categories as well. And I'm like, well, this one is going to get taken out. But yeah. we also need to establish some ground rules. Because right, you mentioned okay. this in the Fish and Chip shop. <laughs> is Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Space Jam an animated movie? See, And I would argue they're not. I would say they're bastard movies. <laughs> which is the... Uh, Official phrase. Uh, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because that, that's a common usage amongst other high I'm pretty sure things. that's what Brienne called them, and I like that as a term. I, I do too, because it's sort of like a bastard sword. Yeah. The, the sort of one-handed slash two-handed sword. Yeah. The middle range one. Um, but yeah, so like, I I had, uh, like, I, I had um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit on my long list. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about it on the show. I think... I think like that's a list of itself almost bastard films. <laughs> but there's only there's only a few. There's more than you think. Yeah, but there's, there's only a few. <laughs> there's only a few that would constitute the word best in any given. Well, true, but like off the top of my head alone, Looney Tunes back in action, Space Jam, 
um, yeah, Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit, Mary Poppins. Um, I yeah, I wouldn't have even counted Mary Poppins because it's only like two scenes. It's two long sequences. Yeah, true. Like, um, because well, it's the races. Brienne, li- Brienne listed and the penguins. Brienne, because I was talking to Brienne about my list and she helped me whittle it down. Yeah. Um, and. Bed, no- bed knobs and broomsticks or something's yes. another one. Well, because that has that has stop motion and cartoons and yeah, right. live action. Well, and then that's another quick. And well, and then th- also, um, then you got things like, um, Pete's Dragon, which was also one Brienne mm. mentioned. That's like, true. there's a lot more than you think. Mm. Well, and do you count things like the newer Jungle Book movies? Right. Yeah. yeah you see, that's where you can get so interesting. I, with I limited this to two D animation. And Large. I, I, I had a couple of 3D animated movies on here, but not many. All right. And, and I didn't end up putting them on the list. All right. So I have 3D animated movies on my list. That's fine. But they're wholly three-dimensional. Yeah. And they're desi- it's they're not like... CG. They're not Im- imposed or, or whatever. I don't well, know what they're meant is. to be... They're, they're like caricatures. They're not meant to represent life. Mm. I think is the distinction we uh, should be drawing here. Mm. Like, like, so the Jungle Book... That we wouldn't count as an animated movie. A better example would be the new Lion King. Actually, wouldn't count that. But that that is entirely yeah, CG. Yeah. So that is more an animated movie than the, than the um, John Favreau Jungle Book movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the John Favreau Lion King movie as well. But well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like. See, I, I, yeah. I think this is a debate for another day. But I see what you mean. You've gone for stylized. Yeah, like, like like Frozen would count. Yes, exactly. But the it's Lion King wouldn't. Yes, like, so I think people intuitively know that difference, even though in my head when we say no animated movie, yeah, because yeah. the new Lion King is called live action, which is absurd. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I mean, they use mocap. I assume. I yeah. suppose that is a diff- Like that in itself is performance. So maybe there's an element of that we can call. Well, then would you call, we call the the music video for um, Take on Me? Um, would you call that live action because it's rotoscoping? Well, Take on Me has live action elements in it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But then there's also the pencil sketch bits, which is most of the video. I need to rewatch it. Okay, that, that's that's the one with the the comic book character coming into the real world. Take and on me. Take on me. I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember the or, video. Or, um, what, no, actually, because we didn't end up watching it. Um, there, there was a movie where the girl from I Zombie is playing a person who's uh, who makes sex dolls, and she's writing a. Uh, she's doing a graphic novel, and the person in the graphic novel is making a movie, and they're, they're making a movie about a person who's writing a novel about the person who's working in the sex toy shop making the graphic novel, and it's all a big loop. Anyway, <laughs> there's rotoscoping section. Okay. Would you call rotoscoping live action? All right. For the <laughs> sake of this definition, yeah. I think the rule has to be that the animation was not performed by someone. They mm. was just voiced. Because okay. there is a difference between a voice, doing a voice of a character, yeah, and yeah, performing and... the actions for the character. Well, okay. So the Polar Express wouldn't be counted, even though <laughs> it's not going to be on anyone's no favourite animated movie list. We'll come back to this definition because it actually sort of rubs up against one of my picks. Alright, well, we'll talk about it. it. doesn't really matter, but like, just so yeah. the audience has an understanding of why Who Framed Roger Rabbit wouldn't be on our list. Well, and spoilers for my list, it's all 2D animated. Right. Not necessarily traditional animation, but... 
Mine's a mix. 2D. Do you want to... Do you uh, want well, I'll go first this time, yeah. I think. Right. Um, and partly because my first pick, I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot to discuss right. with you okay. on. The first one is Kiki's Delivery Service by Studio Ghibli. I thought you'd have a couple of Ghiblis on here. Well, see, this is... This because, is the... because I only have <laughs> right. five slots, this is the one that sort of represents a few different Ghibli films. Okay, yep. Um, specifically the, the more light-hearted, only... whimsical ones. I was going to say, the only film of which I've seen is um, My Neighbour Totoro. Yeah, yeah, and that sort of falls in this thing. Mm. Also, like, the reason the reason I pick it is because there's, there's a few Ghibli movies... Uh, that follow a much more Western style of storytelling. Yeah. Where there's th- uh, three acts, maybe four, like the lull in the yeah, middle, yeah, yeah. The, the Ninja Turtles on the farm. Um, <laughs> uh, that's act. that's more a mid point. Yeah, yeah. That still fits in the three acts, technically. Yeah. But so, like, th- there's a few that are much more like that, and yeah. they have, like, a proper ending and an arc that goes through. Whereas yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service yeah. is just adorable shit happening. There's a big action-packed climax, but it's not a... Um, it's not that Kiki's gone through some big change or anything like that and now she's using those new skills in the at the end here. Yeah. It's it's more that, like... Like, the movie just takes her around this new town that she's moved to. Right. And she just flies her broom around delivering bread and stuff to people or... Great. <laughs> like it's it's a bit hard to describe because I, I don't want to like spoil yeah. the actual sort of plot points for you because I think it is something that you could just sit down and watch. Yeah. Um, but it's just the 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 thing I wanted this movie on this list to represent is the non traditional forms of storytelling that comes with anime movies in yep. particular. Yep. Um, yeah. Like. Fair enough. Um, You're right. I don't. I don't have a lot to say on that. Yeah. Um, mostly because I haven't seen it. Like I, Studio Ghibli, I don't have one on my list because I haven't seen enough. But I know the cultural impact that has. Yeah. Well, um, have you seen any other Japanese anything's like well, live action movies or animated movies? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Not, like, well, like what? Like um, yeah. like I've seen. <laughs> I saw Attack on Titan, the anime, and the. Uh, yeah. And the live action film. See, I would have thought the li- yeah the live action film is a bit um, shit. Uh, well, it's <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was fun, but it also had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, um, and it was you know like it, it was a bit more three act than yeah. The, I think their movies kind of uh, Death Note as well, like the live action Death Note, not the Netflix one, the original Japanese one. Yeah, well, even um, those sort of like they did have yeah. climaxes, but they were just. Uh, just a true reimagining of the series, like yeah. just just remade in live action. Yeah. So again, yeah, I think that sort of counts. There's there's like a, a few rises and falls. There's there's miniature arcs all tacked together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Than one big story. Yeah, yeah. I like those movies a lot, actually. Mm. I, the live no, action. I, death I did notes. too. That's the only form of Death Note that I've seen besides the shitty Netflix one. Oh man, it's so bad that shitty Netflix yeah, I, one. We should make it very clear. We're talking about the Japanese one, yeah, not the yeah. Netflix one. <laughs> we did an episode on the Netflix one and by extension the Japanese one, so yeah. you can go check that out in yeah. our archive, thevideoshop.com.au. Um uh, pluggity plug. Yeah. So yeah. Well yeah. fair enough. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Now it's your turn, Sam. Alright, so we should also preface, I assume for you, because this is for me, yeah. no particular order. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no rank here. It's and more like... Like we said at the start of the last last time we did this, 
tomorrow these will be different. Probably, yeah. By the time possibly. I by the time we stop hitting record, these will not be my favourite movies anymore. Yeah, it's really an average. It's it, more it like an average. Well and and as evidenced by my whole spiel about Kiki's Delivery Service, it's much more about representing the type of movie that I like this time rather than the movies that, like, affected me gutturally like the live-action yeah. one was. It's all, like, this is almost not a sequel to that episode. No. Um, I, look, this is the newest... My, so my first one I've got is the newest movie on this list. Like the, yeah, the most We've recent. spoken about it at length. <laughs> and you know what it is already. Uh, you okay. should. Do you want me to guess? Yeah, oh. guess, Cal. Do it. Oh, fuck. Think recent movie that came out. We did an episode on it. Animated. Sam really liked it. Oh, oh wait. We're talking about um, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, what the f- Moana? <laughs> <laughs> Moana didn't make the list, but for one reason, and I'll get into it. Um, <laughs> it's because you're a racist. Yeah, And correct. a sexist. Yeah. And, That's why yeah. Into the Spider-Verse is on my list. Yep. Filled with white people, that movie. <laughs> Only white people. Um, look, Into the Spider-Verse is real recent, so yeah. it almost felt wrong to put it on this list. Mm, yeah, but, but I, I, it was on my short list. Yeah. Um, and it, and I, I'm not sure whether it counts as 3D or 2D. That, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... It, yeah, that's a good point, too. It could be either. Mm. Um, I just think it's... It was so good. Like, I haven't had so much fun watching a movie mm. in a long time. And um, it's just... It resonated with me so much. Because mm. not only is Spider-Man my favourite character, and it reminded me of the old animated Spider-Man series that I love, yeah. but it also introduced these other versions of Spider-Man that I have or haven't seen, or yeah. I've wanted to see on the light, on the big screen. Um really relatable character uh, and it just was so well done mm. like it is the best animated movie in the last 10 years that I can think of I can't think of another movie that it, like that looks the way that this movie does or at least, like this this was such an original stylization yeah and artistic choice that like the best I can come up with is like Sin City yeah, but it, it, it's so not that. Yeah, like it's got the same kind of unique style yeah. as Sin City, even though stylistically it's different. Yeah, like, it's like I, my the better way to put it is I don't think I've seen anything as new and different as as this since Sin, Sin City. City. Yeah, that that'd be fair because um, the way it merged animation styles mm. and like it just was. There's nothing else quite like it. Mm. Um, I maybe you could throw in the Lego Movie in there. Look, the Lego movie would be close, mm. um, and that was on my short list, actually. Yeah. Um, I, the Lego movie over the Lego Batman movie, somehow. Mm. I think I just like the Lego movie a bit more. Yeah, I think I do, too. Um, in hindsight, like, I love Lego Batman, but I think like, the Lego movie felt more unique than the Lego Batman movie. It was just so different. Like, yeah. We weren't, I was expecting something so different from what I got. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the one reason I think it didn't quite make my list is, I don't know why. It just didn't. Like, there are other things, <laughs> like, I cut it yeah. for other things that yeah. that either had more nostalgia for me. Mm. I think that's the thing with End of the Spider-Verse. It's mm. new, but it still played on my nostalgia yeah. in a way that... Because Spider-Man's my favourite superhero. You should know that if you've listened to the podcast. Yeah. Um, 
There's no... Yeah, there's no one I like more than a good old little spider boy mm. main. Um, <laughs> that sounded so weird. That was weird, yeah. Uh, you made it weird, Sam. Yeah, I did. Um, no, Spider-Man's like... Yeah, Spider-Man's the best mm. superhero from, from my favourite superhero. Fuck, sentences. Um, mm. So, and because it... It, because it's styling played on a lot of things I'm familiar with, mm. and like 2049 showed up at that very, you know, mm. spoilers in that end credit scene. Yeah, well, and the, the end credit scene using the older animation style. Yeah. Um, in like if for just that bit, and like everything else has sort of got this weird, um, almost origami like tech paper textured, but still 3D look. Yeah. To it, and then at certain dramatic moments. It like the background goes two D and it becomes uh, like dot ink yeah. um, art style. Like yeah, it's like a crazy. Comic book. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how many different styles they can incorporate and have it not look weird at all. Um, and I think that's why it's so quickly made it onto my list. While the Lego Movie played to my nostalgia of playing Lego, mm. uh, playing with Lego would have played more to my nostalgia of playing with Lego. Mm. I think yeah, I think I can't play with Lego anymore. Like I mm. can't. I, the the reason I would buy Lego now is to build it, not play with it. Yeah. Um, which is different to mm. well, the, we, yeah. what I did as a kid. Which is why the Lego build kits are so expensive. Yeah. Because they know it's adults buying them. Yeah. And that's probably the one reason the Lego movie didn't resonate. Like, it resonated with me, but it's why it didn't make this... Because it was probably this versus the Lego movie, actually. They're, they're the closest movies on this list. Yeah, and I would and, I would agree that Into the Spider-Verse is better. Yeah. Like, I think it's a better movie overall. And mm. as far as my nostalgia, mm. for the reason it's on the list, it definitely edges out the Lego movie. Yeah, well, like, Spider-Man is something completely different than the big fuck-off box of Lego that you would have had that's just a... I still have, probably, yeah, somewhere at home. It's just a mismatch of all the different sets your parents had. And as a kid, I fucking loved all that shit, but... And I still like the I I, rem- I like the memory of playing with Lego, but I wouldn't play with Lego now. Mm, but it has. Or else no... I still want to be Spider Man. <laughs> but like, yeah, Lego has no narrative to it that you can reflect on. Like the Lego Movie did a good job of putting a philosophy into the movie. Yeah, it was a. F- but that uh, yeah. wasn't something that you necessarily agreed with based on your experiences. Well, with and a, Lego. Lot of, a lot of the Lego Movie was don't you, you get to be creative, don't build by the me- the, mm. the instructions. And I was always like, build it as it is to the instructions. <laughs> I'd build my own stuff as well, admittedly. Was it, I, I never had, like, a set of Lego. I just had the big fuck-off I had box. a lot of sets. It's yeah. what I always ask for. Like, yeah. I fucking love Lego. Yeah, but... see, I, I, like, Lego was cool, and and I'm the guy who plays Minecraft for hours at a time, but... Yeah, right, which is the modern equivalent. Yeah, or yeah. The, uh, yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, I think that, like... A Minecraft movie would all, would tickle my nostalgia a whole lot better than a uh, than than the Lego. But probably movie the same way the Lego movie tickles my nostalgia. Yeah, just not as much as Spider Man was the point of all that. Yeah, Spider Man was really good. And if you want to hear more specifics on Spider, yeah, the thing is we don't need to go into that too much because yeah. fuck, we covered it to death in the episode Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Fair enough. Uh, what's the next thing on your list, Cal? Okay. <sighs> Look, the more I look at this list, the more I realise that there isn't a whole lot for you to contribute to my list, uh, which <laughs> is fine. which is a worry um, for radio quality. But the the second item on my list is the South Park movie. I've seen this is is it just called South Park movie? It's, it's got another it's name, called, doesn't it? Uh, South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> get it, penis. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but... 
it it just means that there's no censorship of the swearing. Yeah, which is funny because the whole movie is about censorship and yeah, and the backlash funny. around. But also bigger, longer, and uncut yeah, yeah, are all yeah. ways you also describe uh, a penis. A penis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that was also an mm. intention by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realize how big a buzz this movie made, particularly because it was nineteen years ago now, and I no, fuck was twenty it? years ago nearly. I can't remember if it was, was nineteen ninety or two thousand. I can't remember if it was ninety nine or two thousand. Uh, either Jeez. way, it was um, like. It was a long ass time ago, and I was a very uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little child watching this. I was the exact person that they don't want to go in, like that. That the like the MPAA would not want going to see this film. Yeah, Um, and like there's an interesting story behind why Trey Parker and Matt Stone really hate the MPAA in particular, and the the ratings board systems and stuff like that? Well, uh, the ones particularly in the US are very... There's something very flawed about the mm. the US rating system, at least compared to how we do it here or in the UK. Mm. There's a it, there's just a lot of big jumps. Yeah. Just at a pure surface level. I don't know what the underlying yeah. well, stuff like, is. So these guys, in an interview, talking about the the rating of the film, um, like, because it's, it's an R-rated film. Yeah. Which, appa- like... In America, apparently, NC-17 is worse than R. Yes. Yeah, so NC-17 means you can't go in with... You can't go in at all. Yeah. And R means you can go in if you have an adult with you who consents to you seeing the film. Yes, if you're... Yeah. 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 So, like, when they were making this film um, with Paramount, their producer just got on the phone to the MPAA and they're just like, okay, um, move this scene around, remove that bit, change this line and and you'll get your R rating. Um, Whereas when they were making their, like one of their early short films. Yeah. uh, Sorry, not short films. Like their first sort of crack at a theatrical release years before. um, They had a fuck all budget and they get, like they submit it to the ratings board and they're like, okay, well you're going to have to remove all this, all this shit. And it's like, well, we've already spent all our money. We can't, we can't re-edit this. So now our movie can't be advertised anywhere and it's going to flop and we're not going to make any money. Yeah, because yeah. you well, NC seventeen also. Yeah, there's something about the stuff that gets rated NC seventeen is porn. Yeah, <laughs> well, like because yeah. th- there were there were things in the South Park movie that that were gonna make it NC seventeen, but they had the right connections and enough money to fix it. Yeah, and yeah, Trey Parker's point on the on the matter in particular was that yeah, all that these ratings boards really do because uh, they don't stop kids from seeing these films. No, they don't. Um, is just really damage the the hip pocket of smaller film studios and, and smaller creators. Like, it just... Yeah. It's it's so counterproductive, and it's just to keep movies coming out of big studios rather than yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, the, and the biggest problem in the US is there's such a jump. So it goes PG, PG-13. Yeah. No restrictions on either one. It's just yeah. a recommendation. Yeah. And then R is 17 yeah. and above. You have to be with an adult to see anything Like, there's over no after. M or anything there's like that. N- well, and so here, for any Americans who are listening, mm. or from anywhere, we have a similar system. It goes G, PG, which is basically the same as in the U, in the US. Yeah. We then have M, yep. which is similar to PG-13. So it's not recommended for anyone under the age of 15, yeah. but anyone under the age of 15 can see it. Mm. 
Um, we then have MA, yeah. which is you can't see it if you're under the age of 15 without an adult. Yeah. Um, and then R is you can't see it at all if you're under the age of 18. Yeah. And the thing is, R doesn't necessarily kill a movie. Mm. Um, Wolf Creek mm. is an R-rated movie. Yeah. That did so fucking well yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Well, and I think that in Australia, we are just generally more laid back about these sorts of things. Well, and things like the M rating really mm. helps. So yeah. there are movies in the US that would be rated R because they can't quite fit into the PG-13. So they're R-17. Yeah. Whereas here, it gets an M rating, yeah, which right. is just a recommendation. Yeah. More often, an R in the US is an MA here, mm. but not, not entirely. Mm. Well, I, I think I, I would have told this story a couple of times on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. Um, like, we were going to the movies, my, my brother and my two sisters, but without our parents. Yeah. Um, my, my brother was, like, 21. I was 18. Uh, my sisters were, like, 17. Yeah. Uh, no, not 17. That can't be right. <laughs> that doesn't... That, that, age, that age jump doesn't work. Okay, I was, like, 20. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, they were well and truly old enough to see this. Yeah. But they had no ID on them. Yeah. And so um so we we wanted to go and see Paul. Right. The MA here. Yeah, it's yeah. MA here because of drug use because they smoke a joint. Yeah. Um we well, couldn't... And the swearing. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, the amount of swearing they had in that would have pushed it to MA over I, M. I don't remember, but the the thing on the rating thing was like contains drug use. Yeah. Um when we when I did end up watching it later. Um but yeah, so the person behind the counter was like, we're not going to be liable for your parents cracking the shits at us. Even though my older brother's like, I'm their guardian. Their parents died in a car crash five years ago. Jesus. Like, he just yeah. lies to their face. And they're like, we don't believe you, go away. Yeah, well, and fair enough too. <laughs> but that's, both of those things are dick moves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we couldn't go see that. They recommended that we could go and see Sucker Punch. Ugh. The movie about the, the girl in a mental institution getting daily raped and, and lobotomized. The irony being that movie is far more damaging for people to watch than Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Because it's a proper, like... Yeah, it's it's a mind fuck that film. Yeah. And it's well, about that's the thing where all, horrific themes. Yeah, that's the thing where all rating systems eventually don't work because it mm. is such a case-by-case basis. Because, mm. um, yeah... The, Paul, someone smokes a joint and they swear a lot, but that happens in real life as well. Mm. Whereas people don't get regularly lobotomized in mm. real life, and that shouldn't be yeah. um, so casually dismissed. Yeah. Um, also, Sucker Punch, not a good movie, just as a general note. I, I have seen it. I don't remember if it's any good. I, yeah. I mean, like some of the action was all right. Like stylistically, it was fine. So South Park was a pa- was a having a go at the rating system in the US. Well, so the, the end of season one, I think it was, was like was all about the backlash that they were getting because they were a cartoon that had a bunch of swearing in it. So, yeah, right. And potty which is humor. pretty common now. Yeah, but so like, the the concept of adult cartoons were pretty like almost. I mean, someone's going to roast me for this, but it almost started with South Park. <sighs> mm. Like, Look, it, well, because The Simpsons technically was, but it was still family friendly. Here's the thing, though. What do you count? Because if you go back to cartoons' oh, origins, totally. they were designed for. Um, yeah. They're really designed for adults. Yeah. Initially. Okay. Well, so what I should say then and is then when, families. Like, when South Park came out, yeah. the general consensus was if it's animated, it's for kids. Or it's at least for families. Yeah. So. Yeah, sure. 
Um, yeah, so there was a whole lot of backlash and people were trying to ban it and there were all sorts of people calling it demonic and all sorts of crazy shit. Sure, the usual. So, and Trey Parker and Matt Stone made an episode about how the parents spend more time getting involved in trying to get Terrence and Philip, the, the parody of South Park, yeah. uh, with that's in-universe, off the air. Um more than they do talking to their children about how it's affecting them and and actually paying any attention to their children. Yeah. To the point where the kids are, like, off doing crazy, dangerous shit, getting involved in a heap of violence, and the parents don't care. I think, yeah. like, that's how season one ended, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that's an interesting parody. And so Terrence and Philip in, in Universe are, are a Canadian... Yeah. Um, ...comedy duo. I, I, know, I, I know enough about... Cool it for that yeah so then the parents all get together to try and ban Terrence and Philip again because the South Park kids have just gone to see the South, the, the Terrence and Philip movie right where they swear way too much and yeah right yeah. so it's all pretty self aware and, and quite funny and there's a whole lot of great like show tunes in there like parody show tunes um like it's yeah it's just as musical as like it's more musical than like um uh, Tim America and stuff like that yeah um it's satire for adults, and that's fine. Yeah. The thing with that story you told, though... Yeah. You, you should have just all had ID. <laughs> well, so, because my sisters were, like, they were old enough to... Have learner's permits. Maybe. I can't remember. They were old enough to see the film, but I think they just didn't have their learner's permit. Well, like, well, no, but they, Harry, one of them would have had their learner's permit straight away, so they might have been 15 at the time. I don't remember. Should have just taken a student card. Student cards have your date on birth on it for that exact reason. We went to Rushworth P12. We didn't have a fucking student card. You guys didn't have student cards? No, fuck no. I don't know what you country bumpkins are like. <laughs> like they don't they don't bother with student cards and shit. Like Fair the, the the best ID they had was like a netball ID card or whatever. Yeah, and right. they didn't have it on them because we enough. thought we were going to see the movie about the funny alien. We didn't realize it smoked weed, therefore my fucking sisters aren't allowed to see it. Fair and enough. Anyway, anyway, we should move on. Oh, okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to... Oh, sorry. I was going to just get back to South Park. All right. Yeah. Did you, did you have more to say? Uh, I feel like I did, but like, uh, like the, there were a few interesting, um, like casting choices in there and stuff. Like, yeah. Right. At one point, uh, Kenny, the kid who dies every episode yeah. is being operated on by George Clooney. That's funny. Um, uh, Cartman gets a, a chip put into his head that shocks him every time that he swears That's by funny. Eric Idle. That's funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, look, that's that's pretty much it. It's it, it's actually like I was surprised at how many things rated it as like one of the better animated films of all time. Yeah, like there's lots of websites that mention it, and there's also a really great video of Robin Williams singing the the song "Blame Canada," <laughs> um, and he comes out with like tape over his mouth, and and he turns away from the from the audience where went during the one bit where they actually swear in the song. That's um, funny. Yeah, it's 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 quite good. Nice. Robin Williams did a yeah great job, and yeah, we might put that in the in the in the old links. It, maybe we'll see. But yeah, free speech, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one on my list because yes. we are at thirty three minutes. <laughs> Fucking hell! Sorry. Um, and we've done three. That's fine. So mathematically, that means we're going to be here for another. It's fine. Uh, yeah, we'll anyway. be here for longer if you keep fucking around. <laughs> um, so the next one on my list is... I have two Disney movies on my list. Right. But this is the one 3D Disney movie. Right. And it's Tangled. Okay. Um, which, which And this is the one that beat out Moana. Yep, fair enough. Um, 
And maybe it's nostalgia for this movie. Like... Yeah, like it's... It's not, well, you know, fiery childlike nostalgia, but it's still... No, no, it, well, it's more like... For those who... Well, Brienne and I have a have a have a mutual kind of affection around this movie. Mm. Like Brienne's always loved Rapunzel, yeah. long blonde hair. Like ever since she was a kid, that was their shared yeah. feature. I love Flynn Rider, yeah, um, because he's charming and devilishly handsome, just like I am. Um, Cal face found himself. Yep. Uh, but it's also just the music's great, it's funny, like, mm. and, and it was the first time Disney had made a princess movie that had a, a nice balance between the, the the male and female lead. Right, okay. Um, because prior to Tangled, I can't think of one that has that balance. Either one's overdeveloped, like, either one's well-developed and one isn't. Like, that's it. There's no... Can you... Like, another Disney princess movie where both of them are equally developed characters? It Like, you, you're right, it is hard. Because, like, my gut says, like... Uh, well, if your argument is that the female characters aren't very well developed, then, like, Mulan counters that. But if the argument is the male characters aren't very well developed, then, like, Aladdin counters that. Like, I think that there is enough mixture there, but not in one film. Exactly. That yeah. I'm not saying, like, one yeah. way or the other, but yeah. it's... In these movies, not both of them are well-developed. Yeah. And in Tangled, they totally are. Yeah. yeah. Like, they both feel like great characters. All the supporting characters are great. Mm. It's a great um, retelling of the Tangled story. Mm. Like, of the Rapunzel story. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah. And I think it's it's something that Disney's gotten better at and is sort of evident in things like Frozen as well. Frozen's and, 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 Moana, and Moana, of like, course. They yeah. get two characters' worth of... Development in there, yeah. Like and uh, the, some of the, the men in Frozen are as well developed, but they got two princesses. They're developing. They're the two focal points. Yeah, but even, and even also the, the the guy with the reindeer is not terribly. No, he's he's got enough developed. character that he's a really he's memorable. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember anything about Eric from The Little Mermaid? <laughs> no, because again, they, <laughs> they just turn up at the end and kiss him and, and leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Aladdin, Aladdin is probably, Aladdin's probably the one exception. The thing, like, I don't think Jasmine is in it very much after the first act. Um, but I don't remember. It's probably fair. And she's, she's a, she is a little bit doe-eyed as well. Oh, but she, she knows her shit. She does. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, she's, she's just as capable as Aladdin. Aladdin just happens to be the one that's... With saved. the magic genie. Yeah, yeah, with the magic genie, yeah. <laughs> that's um, pretty much it. So, yeah, she she probably has less to do. It's less, yeah. less she's not as well developed because she is, but she mm. isn't given as much to do, mm. which I think is the is the big thing. Yeah. Well, so even in Tangled, like, Flynn shows up to save Rapunzel yeah. and dies doing so, and then Rapunzel saves him. Like, yeah. that whole third act happens the way it does because of both of them. Mm. I'm sure Jasmine does something at the end of Aladdin. I think she does, but I I don't entirely remember. I can't remember it, which makes me think it might not be that big. Or we'll get yelled at on the internet. Maybe. I mean, I think Hercules also had a little bit of that with the, with the, the love interest being a villain that sort of turns good at the end, and then right, yeah. But I, I admittedly I haven't seen Hercules. Like I think that Disney I Renaissance era. I also was... wouldn't call that a Disney princess movie. 
I did specify that. Yeah, sorry, fair enough, yeah. But, yeah. But, like, I think that sort of era had a good track record for... Um, for for good uh, love interest dynamics. Um, yeah, that was sort of lost in the VHS era. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, yeah. And then, yeah, it got... Um, came back with the 3D era. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, th- that's probably the reason why, I, like, I see Tangled as such a step... Like that it's is the it's the ultimate one, and I think I, I think it's the start of the new Disney re- Renaissance mm. of now. Of like the tangled three D, yeah, printer stuff. Yeah. Like the the Disney animations now become Pixar, mm. um, which yeah, like I don't remember the the one that uh, the a Disney movie that came before it that was that same style of animation. Like I, I just, I'm sure I'm, there, there there would have been one. I was? just don't know what it was. Yeah, and I, like yeah, that, I don't either. That goes to your point that this is the start of something bigger and better for him. Because yeah, people know Tangle. Like mm. nearly everyone's seen it, and I've never met someone who doesn't like it just mm. straight out. Yeah, like I um, should watch it again. You should, I've and only seen you it should once. watch the animated series. You keep telling me. I know. This. I keep telling and you. And this. my main reason why I don't watch it is because I feel like I should watch the movie again, and then I never have. I sure. It, well, yeah. well, we can go watch the movie now. No. Don't think I won't. No. You know I'm, how many animated movies I watched in preparation for this? I watched, the same as me. I watched None. three. <laughs> wow, that's outrageous. Um, admittedly, they were all great. Uh, and when we get to my some of my higher picks, so I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go into that a little more. Fair enough. So um, yeah, that's why Tangled's on my list. It's the it's the start of something new. It's it's the first time I've it's the first time I've loved a Disney princess movie as a movie. Yeah. Um, like I've liked Disney, like prior to that, there were no Disney princess movies that I, maybe it was as a, you know, I, I was like, man, girl movies, man, but, I, honestly but I, I was so. never really like that though. Cause my sisters watched a lot of that stuff. So I never really looked down on it. Well, like, cause I, but maybe I just, yeah, I didn't. Cause there are problems with things like the little mermaid. Well, um, yeah, that's like the little mermaid's the one like that comes to me. The little mermaid's actually quite a, a good story. It's her, you know, it's a bit messy. It's her... It, the end ruins it. The end ruins it because it's her breaking away from her mm. suppressive family and, you know, being her own person and exploring the world mm. and then just getting stuck with another man. Yeah. Great. And like, and, but, like, we, we just, we don't, yeah, we don't see her explore any of her new agency or anything at all. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the problem with The the Little Mermaid. But, um, like, that's, I guess that's the the whole point of the trading your voice thing. That, like, what what you don't realise here is that you're, like, you, right now you're free to say whatever you want and do yeah. a whole lot of things if you give up the freedom to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then, then it, you know, in exchange for something else, then... This like you're just swapping one chain for another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the Little Mermaid's quite good, and um, you know, obviously Beauty and the Beast is yeah, but again, beloved. But I can see why it doesn't exactly um, doesn't exactly sort of excite little boys. Like yeah, I don't it, even I, yeah. in, in the sense that also as, the... a, as a kid, I remember watching it and just sort of going nothing's nothing's happening like because a lot of the like relationship building stuff is is skipped over so there's not a whole like the concept of Beauty and the Beast is really good I'm not entirely convinced it wasn't like that that 
than it was than it was particularly well executed. Well, and I would argue in that as well, the Beast is underdeveloped as a character. Yeah, very much so. Belle gets a lot of screen time, and she's and she's quite good. But I don't think I had the the understanding of human interactions needed to respect Belle. Yeah, like to to well, like to, to appreciate Belle's character. Yeah, that's probably fair, and it's a lot of no- it, it, there's a lot of nothing happening in Beauty and the Beast because mm. Tangled gets a nice balance of it's got the Disney princess stuff. There's that absolutely lovely scene where on the water and Flynn brings the two lanterns. Mm. Yeah, like, that's fucking so cute. Yeah. Anyway, but then it's also a swashbuckling adventure. He nearly gets hung. Yeah, like exactly. you see a noose. And, yeah, and there's like a bar brawl. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, like, like there's, there's there's like good action stuff in there, and like Beauty and the Beast has some, but well, and Rapunzel's such a good female character because while she ca- she is physically capable and she like beats Finn up the first time she meets him, mm. when they're in that bar and there's the threat of a brawl and a fight, mm. she solves it by just being nice, yeah, like being friendly to these people who aren't mm. used to being treated that way. Yeah, it's like you you don't have to resort to violence every time. Yeah. Um... But if you do, do it well. Well, yeah. <laughs> use a frying pan. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I I really like that. And um, yeah, and then Flynn's obviously the swashbuckling kind of character that mm. is easy to like. And um, and he, you know, sacrifices himself to, mm. you know, to save Rapunzel mm. um, from her mother, which is great. Mm. Great stuff. Yeah. And the magic stuff and, like, all, all the lore stuff is still good. And, yeah, it yeah. works. It's mm. believable. And and what works so well in the show is they continue that in a really interesting way. Yeah. Like, it, it's all built off the same. Because it's a Tangled show, I think they had some, like, rule. Like, they're like, you got to bring the hair back and this kind of stuff. Um, okay. Like, that's the kind of... Like, if you're going to make a Rapunzel show, you want them to have the hair. Mm. But they do that in an interesting way that, right, okay. like, really is tied into the lore still. Yeah. Um, which I hope pays off in a following season. I've only seen the first season so far, but I've enjoyed it a lot. Okay. I'll be interested to see if it's canon when she turns up in Frozen 2, (laughs) at least in the post credit scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Should we move on? Yeah, we'd better. better. Okay. Um, Yeah. The third one's Akira. Right, okay. So, I feel like we've spoken about Akira. Uh, we we have briefly because Probably briefly uh, because I this is to the watch fucked up one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again, that that was sort of the point of this movie. I could have talked about a few other like n- not necessarily fucked up, but more serious. Yeah, things like even Ghibli has Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, which is on my list, and Spirited Away is more fucked up as well. Yeah, um, but I think Akira because it has so much history in. Um, in what shaped anime in the West. Yeah. Like, without Akira, we wouldn't have had... Um, we wouldn't have had half the the, the, the morning cheese TV TV shows that we got here. Yeah, like right. Dragon yeah. and Pokemon and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and you can see where all of that comes from. And then you can dig forever about the meaning behind all this shit. And there's so many different interpretations of, like... Um, how it's a reference to uh, post World War Two Japan's economic boom and and embracing traditionalism as opposed to the new Western ideas that are coming in as the as their economy booms. Yeah. Um, as as well as like identity stuff and yeah, like 
responsibility about your power and like there's crazy shit in there that I, you can read. Into. I have never seen it, but I've seen clips from it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know about it in mm. in so many. I know the bike shows up in Ready Player One. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like in the in the first race, I think that's what the, is the that movie. an animated movie. Or is that a bastard movie? I think that's a bastard movie. Ready Player One is definitely a bastard movie. Yeah, it would have to be a bastard movie. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, (laughs) in in Akira, like, I think that the thing about Akira is that it's not the best at anything that I've I've praised it for. Um, In fact, originally this... Are you saying it did it first? No, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) That is absolutely not what I'm getting at. Um, Like, originally, um, the third installment in the Neon Genesis remake movies mm. was going to be on this list. Yeah. But I thought I had even less that I could talk to you about it in particular because sure. Evangelion's like even more fucked than Akira. Yeah, right. And and like so but the, the thing about Akira and Ava is that I'm so morbidly fascinated with how completely fucking weird it is yeah. that all these other things are, like, just dragged up when I try and dig deeper into what the movie means and why it does all these weird fucked up things. Like, you learn all the all the subtext and all these things, not necessarily from the film itself, but from trying to figure out what the fuck just happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's something to be said about those, like, not necessarily gross-out sort of movies, but... Like, in the same way that South Park was so shocking to my young ears, um, growing up with a whole bunch of people telling me not to swear and not to do all these things you're seeing on the thing, that, like, it stuck with me for a long time because it was so shocking. Yeah. And Akira does the same thing with... Yeah. Body horror crazy shit. I was going to say, this relating very quickly back to the R rating stuff. Yeah. That's why, despite being an R rated movie, Wolf Creek did so well. Yeah. Because it shocked a lot of people, and those people told other people, mm. and people who wouldn't normally watch a horror movie watched Wolf Creek. Yeah, and so it stuck with them for a long time. Mm. Even though Wolf Creek's not very good, <laughs> I haven't seen it. So. It's not very good. Um, okay, I'm not it sure might have been at the time, but there are better horror movies. <laughs> anyway, fair enough. Um, um, yeah, so so that that's the main reason Akira is on this list, and I know that there's not much t- that we can discuss about it, but I think there's yeah, something to be said think- about that shock. Value. There, there is definitely the shock value is one of those things that, if done right, mm. will stay with you. Um, and I think it gets a bad another, rap. Akira. No, I'd like shock value as a as yeah, a mechanism it, for getting things. It to does, be but like think about the thing, the original thing. Mm. What a fucking shocking movie that is! No, like, I haven't seen it. So. <sighs> then I can't say what I was about to mention. Oh, sorry. Um, That's. That is partly why. That's a movie. If we're gonna watch any movie after we finish this, it's yeah, gonna be we're the not, thing. I'm going home. Well, I won't drive you till we watch the thing, Cal. Dick. <laughs> you're a, you're a the dick. whole the dick thing, man. That's rude as <laughs> made the of dicks. thing, man. Your plate, your plate of dicks in the form of a man. Did you have anything else to say about nah, Akira? Real nah, quick. Moving on. All right, fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, All right, I'm in no rush to get home. I just don't want to watch a movie with you tonight. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Just go to uni. Say the next movie, Sam. <laughs> uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Fair enough. Which have you seen it? No. Uh, <laughs> now you see there are a bunch of Batman movies on my list, and actually an Avengers animated movie as well. I did have um, 
I did have something that was DC related on my list. Well, it, it was it, it was, was Justice League War on my okay. shortlist, but like this was, um, it was more that just that got me even call into that. DC a whole lot more than any other film. The ever problem did. with Justice League War is that it's actually not that good. It isn't very good. No, <laughs> um, but We're a lot it, much better Disney anime. But it, it, DC got, animated it got me into DC a whole lot more than most other things did. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Mask of the Phantasm, because yes. I also had Under the Red Hood and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker on here. Yeah. Did you see, you haven't seen either of those either. No. Both amazing animated movies. The reason I chose Mask of the Phantasm over either of those was because it is, it's the quintessential Batman movie. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. Like, and I rank it higher, like if we'd done a top five Batman movies, <laughs> it's on that, it's on the list. There'd be so many movies I'd have to watch if we did top five Batman movies. Holy shit. Let's do it. Oh, this not, is a not Batman next, episode. Not next now. week, in six months. Or all whatever, right. Maybe. And you'll do it the week before. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just watch them all the week before. Um, that's what I do. Mask of the Phantasm is fantastic because... Well, it's not only... Like, it's a continuation of the show. Yeah. Right. The Batman animated series. Yes. Which is my favourite... Like, spoilers if we ever do this for TV shows. That's probably my favourite animated show. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's given me something to think about. <laughs> now, what would my favourite animated <laughs> films... Animated TV shows be? Anyway, There's yeah. a lot on that list, admittedly. Oh, yeah. Um, Way more than... <laughs> but Batman the Animated Series is the one that I go, yes. Yeah. Um, like, because it got me... It got me into Batman, for one. Like, I always yeah. liked Batman, but that show was so... Like, when I think Batman, I think this version. Yeah. I think this version of Joker. It's the Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah. Like, um, have you seen any of it? No. Fuck. You see, it's one of those things that's weird you haven't seen, because it should be in your wheelhouse. I'm not sure exactly where it aired during my childhood. Like, I don't think you it see was it, on TV. It wasn't. I saw it because I ended up with a bunch of different, like, DVDs of it yeah. that rat family members had bought for me. The sort of things I had on DVD and, and VHS as Yeah, a and kid. VHS too, yeah was shit from discount bins. Like, we didn't have... Well, that's what this was. It's it's like those Batman, like, here are three episodes of the animated series on a VHS. Like, it was that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we just, yeah... But I, it just it just, it just never crossed your path, clearly. Mm. But this show is what led me to Justice League, because yeah. it's the same animation style, same universe, mm. what led me to Batman Beyond, which is why Return of the Joker is on the list, because it's amazing, but I can't put it above Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, fair enough. Because um, I also had Mask of the Phantasm on VHS, and it's so good because it doesn't tell what you imagine is a Batman story. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to spoil it, even though you kind of see, but it's, it follows gangsters and betrayal and it's a different, it's a, it's, it's Bruce Wayne in love with a, like, right. Okay. With a woman, like in a very serious relationship and how that affects him as, um, Batman, Mm -hmm. um, and his kind of, because it's an old flame comes back like that. We've kind of seen, Mm. but for the particularly when you're talking about it as a continuation of the animated series, it was really strange choice. Um, and the Joker's in it, of course, and, and there's this um, this monster, this villain called the Phantom, mm-hmm. I think he's called, and he looks like Batman, but he started going around killing all the crime bosses. Right, okay. And, Bat- and, every, and, he, and they think it's Batman yeah. um, that's doing that. So Batman's being hunted and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um so it's a lot of stuff we've seen in other Batman 
media, but it, it's all done so... It's it, it, There's no other Batman movie that I've seen like it. Yeah. And it's an original story, I believe. Like, it's not based on a comic or anything. Yeah. Which, um, which you don't get very often either. Yeah. Um, and, I, see, I don't want to say any too much for fear of spoiling it. Yeah. But there's also just some great visuals. There's like... Um, because it's it tells it in a in a present day flashback format, right? Okay. Um, which again is kind of weird for a Batman mm. animated movie in of itself. Mm. Um, and you see in the past, there's this they, they, there's this world fair they had on in Gotham, which is like a future like the Think Stark yeah. Expo from yeah. the Marvel movies. Well, the World's Fair was a thing in yeah the, life, yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it's like, but it was like, here's the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we see it in the present day, and it's all fucking run down and shit. Yeah, it's just not the same. It's thing. not the same. Yeah. Um, and like the joke, the Joker lives there now. Yeah. Like that's his hideout. Yeah. Which is a great location. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a really well told story that I felt like we haven't seen for Batman before, mm. and because it's it's in the style of the animated sh- series, which is just the the yeah. quit for me quintessential Batman. Yeah, fair so enough. It just it had to had to make the list. Fair enough. I yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, like, the problem I, is when you haven't seen it, which is fine. Like th- this is fine. I've rambled for just as long about other shit. I know, but I just don't have much to say. I mean, I I, I too love Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of the thing. It's this is what really like this show and this movie is. I remember owning this movie on VHS. Yeah, like before owning. Any other Batman. I then got the Batman 89 movie and... Yeah. And I saw... I think we also... I, I Actually, I might have had the 60s Batman movie first. <laughs> which oh. I love, but it's... It's not really... It's not really Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. It's almost outside of Batman. Yeah. Um, it's its own Batman. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't put the Batman animated series and the Brave and the Bold Batman in the same category. Yeah, yeah. You'd put the Brave and the Bold Batman with the with the sixties Batman almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What have you got next, Cal? What's on your list? <sighs> My next is a film that I'm sure I've talked about on the podcast before, but I'm also hundred percent sure that you haven't seen. It's called Cats Don't Dance. Never heard of it. Okay. This is it's a it's a Warner Brothers studio film. Okay. Um Starring Scott Bakula from yes, Captain from Star Arrow Trek. from Star Trek, yeah, Archer, Archer, that's the one. Same thing. He's also from Time Leap, Time Leap, Quantum Leap. That's it. Yeah, Quantum and Time, same thing. Not really, <laughs> sort of, but not at all. No. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so this is go like this goes back to my love of musical. Based, oh fuck! I just kicked the thing. God damn it! <laughs> this goes back to my um, my love of musicals and and things like that. Um, right. So like, this is a story about like it's all uh, it's mostly anthropomorphic animals um, in Hollywood. Uh, the main character is a cat called Danny who came from Kokomo to become a movie star, um, and he's trying to get all the jaded animal actors to like really have a red hot go and and like become big movie stars with him. Um, but no one wants to hire them because they're sort of, it's sort of like a racial allegory thing that mm. like, they just, you know, sorry, darling, we can't use you. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, and there's a Shirley Temple parody character called Dala Dimple, who is, who hates the animals, but has this child, 
like persona that's like right. I-, I love all the animals and the babies and I'm cute I'm adorable blah, blah, blah. sure and she's the best villain in anything I've ever seen in my life fair enough <laughs> she has she has this um, like muscle henchman uh, right. called called Max he's probably about seven stories tall and it's played totally straight that right. <laughs> he's that big like like it's it's crazy over the top but it's like no one bats an eyelid everyone just goes oh shit it's Max yeah, nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, like the the songs are great, the the animation's great, um, and yeah, like it's it's just one of those films that really stuck with me um, since I was a kid. Um, but again, one of those movies that like sort of didn't have a huge following and got drowned out by Disney movies in at the box office and stuff like that, like. Yeah, right. Like, it's the sort of thing that not a whole lot of people have seen, but or every person... Of. Well, every person that I've ever met who has heard of it, or remembers it, I guess, is probably yeah. more accurate, um, is like, holy shit, I f- like, that movie's amazing, I love that movie, and we, like, it's a instant sort of, we can talk about this thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so Cast Don't Dance is, is an awesome flick that everybody should go and check out. Great. Especially if you want to know how well uh, Captain Archer can sing. The answer is very well. Great. I do like Captain Archer. <laughs> Enterprise is super underrated. Um, there's, I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> That's fine. I can talk about Star Trek Enterprise if you want, but probably best I don't. Yeah, now short of showing you clips, um, there's not a whole lot to... Like, I can't really describe this movie to you. Yeah, that, that's alright. I yeah. think... Yeah. If Audience members, if you've seen it, tweet Cal. Absolutely tweet me. About we, can, it. we can actually be If friends. you haven't, go watch it, I guess. Yeah, do it. Um, I don't think you can stream it anywhere is the problem. Probably not. Uh, tweet me and I'll send you a Google Drive link. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not a pirate. <laughs> I was going to say, you've literally just said on live Shit, air that you'd, Ill- <laughs> you'd illegally distribute something. That's it. That whole website's getting taken down. That's nah, fine. Um, so, the next one on my list is the last Disney movie. Yeah. There's only been one other one. I was going to say... I've just realised I don't have any Disney films on my list. What I realised is I don't have any Pixar films on my list. Yeah, me either. Which is kind of interesting, because I love Pixar movies, but none of them made my list. Which, mm. like... And actually, this movie I'm about to mention, Edged Out Wally. Okay. Um, which is my favourite Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. Because um, Wally's so cute, and also it's just a great, great visual storytelling. The reason sick. this is on my list is it's a fucking underrated movie. It's <laughs> Treasure Planet. <laughs> I, this was on my short list. On my yeah, I'm Treasure so Planet. Glad you brought this up. <laughs> all right, Treasure Planet is the most underrated Disney movie potentially of all time. Yes, of all time. Yeah. Get out of here, Song of the South. <laughs> um, what the fuck? <laughs> actually, was quite liked at the time for the most part. It's only historically it's been removed. I think yeah. from memory. Yeah. Anyway. Disney didn't realise what was what the big fuss was about. He's like, I don't get what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, it says something about the times that someone there were could people. be that powerful and still think that way, and enough people could be upset about it at the time. Yeah, like, people were upset about it enough. Yeah, well, but- I... That, like, we'd sort of think that, like, oh, a time period that can bring out such a horrible thing... You know that that must have just been filled with with people who had who just didn't think that way, and it wasn't like there were plenty of people who didn't who 
Yeah, who thought yeah, it was horrible. The problem was that, like... The problem with a movie like that is it showed in certain states mm. and the stars couldn't attend. Yeah. That's where you go, oh, guys. Yeah. You gotta sort your shit out. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. That is a totally (laughs) separate topic. Yeah. Treasure Planet. Yeah, Treasure Planet's fucking amazing. Artistically, there's nothing else like it. I really need to watch it again. I saw it at the Shepherd and Drive Thru as a kid. Amazing. Drive Thru. Drive in. Yeah. Keep calling them drive throughs. (laughs) Yeah, not the same. No. Um, That's a great movie. What? Footloose. Anyway. Haven't seen it. It's a great movie. That's great, man. Um, (laughs) It's all about (laughs) dancing. Yeah, it sounds. (laughs) Sounds <laughs> <It was> lame. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Treasure Planet. Like, do you remember the little morph guy? Yeah, the yeah, little the, floaty the, pink thing yeah, that could moss. turn into anything. I had a plushie. I did too. From McDonald's. I did as well, but I got it from an op shop. <laughs> uh, he was so cute. Yeah, there's there's a parallel universe out there where you and I had the same one, where mine went to an op shop and you got it. <laughs> Sam's pulling a weird face. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, and it's... Um, it's... It's just... <laughs> like, it's it, so it's really good. hard to describe. But it is, yeah. Well, like, visually, it's stunning. Visually, it's stunning. So, the I, these ships, like, fly in space with, like, huge solar sheets. Mm. And there's no explanation for how they're breathing. They, they Yeah, they do so... They mention that... Um, they they sail on ether winds and things like that. Right. Uh, which is interesting if you know anything about, like, the concept of ether and where that came from. It, short story, when people... Like, as waves need a medium to travel through, like, sound waves. Yeah. And, yeah. So, when people were still under the assumption that light was a wave, that there must have been something that fills the entire universe, even in the vacuum of space, where we think that there's nothing... Yeah. So we called that ether. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, and like just the the aliens all look really cool too. Mm. And they're like like that big spider guy. Mm. Horrifying. Mm. Really creepy. Yeah. Well, and there's like you can Long fit John in Silver? just straight up like cat people. Yeah. But also oh, she was completely a badass. different looking things. Yeah. The yeah. captain too. Yeah. Um and, um, yeah, she was sick. A dog man. Yeah. Um. But, like, like you can have earthling-based, like, animal people. Yeah. And, and they don't look, um, like, they don't look out of place next to, like, proper alien-looking things. Yeah. Or well, humans. Well, uh, but they, all the aliens, well, no, some of them were real proper alien-looking, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. It's cool, though. Mm. Yeah, I like the, yeah, it was a classic Disney aesthetic, but... Everything was set up so well. All the technology was consistent, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, and the story of, like, the old pirate and, and, and then the triangle door. Yeah. Like, how that's how he got everywhere and that was his... Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a retelling of a classic story, which it was what Disney's always done. Mm. But this aesthetic just was so good. And next mm. to the Muppet Treasure Island yeah. story, it's probably the best yeah. retelling yeah. For me, at least. If if um if Tim Curry had yeah. have uh, played Long John Silver in 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 this somehow, although Long John Silver in this was pretty good, too. Uh, it was really good. But well, I just I just love that voice. And but also the animation is totally 
mm. not given the credit it deserves mm. here. Yeah. Because Long John Silver is a 2D drawn character yeah. with a 3D rendered computer generated arm. Yeah. And it's totally seamless. Yeah. And like all the backgrounds have multiple two dimensional layers that all interact differently at different yeah. speeds while the 3D model of the ship moves through it and certain 2D characters on the ship get like like the camera rotates around them and it's seamless. Yeah, like, like the, the animation is amazing. I was gonna say the two D three D meshing in this mm. is better than a lot of and like the Lion King was the first movie to really do that, mm. um, and it's seamless in that movie too. But like other subsequent Disney movies did it worse. Yeah, Home on the Range, <laughs> for instance. I but, I I'd put um, Treasure Planet. Sort of in the same category as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, as far as the quality of interacting different yeah. mediums goes. Yeah, like, and I would getting agree. getting those two things to work together. Obviously, it's much harder to do something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit than it is to do, uh, you know, as far as physical labor is involved. Well, sure, uh, but Treasure Planet should be held up as just it, as yeah. Impressive. It's not given the credit it deserves, mm. I think, and it's just cool. Like the 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 um. The lightning surfer board thing he has at the start, yeah, and how he uses that at the end with a makeshift one, yeah, so sick, yeah, so cool, yeah. He's such a broody teenager, but <laughs> that opening where the book is like the, the it's like an audio book with holograms, holograms that are reading cool. it to himself, but he's also in this weird old wooden pub, yeah, um, and yeah. they're dressed in Victorian clothing, like yeah, the just these meshing of of different. That time shouldn't periods. work. No. Totally they do. absolutely work. Such <sighs> a good movie. If you haven't seen Treasure Planet, yeah. go watch it. Yeah. If you've seen Treasure Planet, yeah. go watch it. Yeah. Go just, yeah, just watch it again. Because Treasure Island is the sort of thing that, like, I've been meaning to read the original for a while. Sure. Probably be disappointing now. I was going to say, I feel like it would have <laughs> to be disappointing. After the Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure, Treasure Planet... Planet I can't imagine it being anything but disappointing. And there are so many other great stranded stories. Mm. Um, things like even like Lost. Mm. Lost did that story to death. Mm. Um, I haven't seen all of it. The opening two episodes, though, that's what I've seen. Mm. Fucking amazing. Mm. Like, it's such a strong start. Then I heard how it ended. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Well, because it was the me. sort of thing they just they made shit up as they went along by the end. Yeah. And just came up with crap. By yep. the time they got to the end of it. Yeah. Didn't didn't think it through. Nope. Classic J.J. Abrams. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yep. Like, there was an interesting video I watched about The Last Jedi and how um, the people who are bitching about Luke should be blaming J.J. Um, Abrams for making him missing in the first film and leaving them very little options for why he was missing. Well, yeah, here's the thing. If he was... If he cared, why wasn't he there to save Han? Yeah, exactly. Like, why didn't he? he whatever sense he's that doing shit? is either more important than the main storyline, which we can't have because that ruins the main storyline, um, or he's a jaded old bastard who doesn't who, like. Who, which I really like that version of Luke. I personally, did too. But but also you have the, you can have the opposite problem. Hmm. So a show like How I Met Your Mother, what the ending was planned from the start. But the problem was the ending was planned without thinking about character development. Yeah. So you have all this character development and then in the last few episodes the characters seem to switch back yeah. to their original versions. Yeah. And it feels like you should like it was a waste of nine seasons mm. or however fucking long that show went. Mm. Not that I watched it all, but I saw the start and the middle bits and some of the end. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. My, your next one. My last one. Your last one. My Here we last go. Last one. Here we go. This is probably the only one that 
I think you might have seen. Okay. The Secret of Nim. Nim's Island? No. <laughs> it's it's the, the mouse one. It's a Don Bluth movie. And... Uh, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it. Okay. I I think this is one of the ones that I can spoil. Okay. And it doesn't matter so much. Like I probably if, won't watch it. If anything, it makes it more interesting to watch. Okay. Knowing, knowing the whole deal. And it doesn't take very long for it to reveal what's going on. Um, but so, uh, the, yeah, so The Secret of Nim is a, um, it was the first movie that Don Bluth made after s- separating from Disney. Right, And making, yep. making their own, um, studio. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's based on a, on a novel series. But basically, it's from the point of view of, uh, uh a mouse mother called Mrs. Brisby, who, um, mm-hmm. Like her, her youngest kid has pneumonia, and she's just uh, and um, and they live in like a besser brick, like a cinder block, right? That's half buried in in a field. Cool. And the and the human is about to come and plow the field in the next couple of days. Okay. So they have to move. Yeah. But the kid's too sick to get out of bed. Right. So the mum is on an adventure to find these rats that she was told would be able to help her actually move her whole house. Okay, cool. Um, so, like, that's that's the premise. But the twist is... Not the twist, like, the the interesting part of this film... Yeah. Is that NIM stands for the National Institute of Mental Health. Right. And they were testing... Uh, like, they, they were injecting these rats with things that made the rats super smart. And the rats broke out, and now they're living in this, like, underground, like, society that they've built under a rose bush in the, in the farmer's front yard. That's amazing! Yeah, so they, like, rig up an intricate system of ropes and pulleys to move the house. <laughs> and they're really smart. That's great! It is amazing! <laughs> and so, um, so, like, this, uh, like, Mrs. Brisby isn't one of the hyper-intelligent creatures. Yeah. Um, and... Um, but she's, she's constantly shown throughout this movie to be terrified of all the crazy shit that's going on. Yeah. And you see stuff in, um, like in the rat society from like, from her point of view. So everything's big and dark and shadowy and, um, and sparking with magical energy and all that sort of shit. Whereas really it's that they've like stuck fairy lights to shit. Right. Like they just, just to light things up and. And, and they're rats, so they're much bigger than her anyway. And yeah, right. <laughs> all these little things are like, it's not a whole lot of actual magic is going on. There is a little bit, but, <laughs> um, but that's sort of up for debate later. Um, yeah. So, like, it's sort of... Uh, in the book, my understanding is that it's supposed to be that uh, it, nothing's actually magical. Mrs. Brisby just doesn't understand what's going on because she's a real mouse. Yeah, So right. she thinks that it's magic. Um, whereas... In the film, they make it ambiguous, unambiguously not magic. So unambiguously not technology. It is magic for for a couple of things. So like right. she has this like magic amulet that they invented for this film. It's given to her by the leader of the rats, and it was like an heirloom that her husband had, um, right. and he was one of the super smart rats. And then at the very end of the movie, because it's originally based on like a three book series, yeah. at the end of the first book, they just pick up and move the house. That's the end. Yeah, right. But so they they put in this whole like mutiny story and um and the house 
uh, moving fails and starts sinking into the mud. So all these kids are going to like drown in this mud and they can't get out and they're screaming. And, and she is like grabbing onto this rope and trying to pull a Besser brick out of the, out of the mud by herself. Yep. And obviously she can't. Um, and then the amulet glows and like it burns her hands and there's this whole big light show and she like telekinetically like lifts the brick out and moves it to where it needs to go and it all sort of just comes out of nowhere and a lot of people really don't like it, isn't it? I don't like that just being described to me. Yeah, but but, because it's it's beautiful to look at and they talk about it like um, that... that bravery is her virtue, like she's not smart, she's not strong, but she'll she'll face anything. And, yeah, but and I, that this is supposedly just like the physical representation of From that. a pure story standpoint though, that isn't her being brave. That's her having a magic amulet. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 more that like this is her reward for being brave throughout the rest of the film was the filmmaker's sort of point. And like well, I think you should watch this film and and do a bit of digging. There's a, there's some great rewrites on on the internet of like how yeah. people have tried to make the amulet more sciency. Okay. Yeah. By saying it's a, um, it's basically a liquid tablet of adrenaline. All right, I and, like that. Okay. And and at the end, she's like tucked it into her mouth and she's trying to push the house, and then she's like biting into it and it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would buy that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. As much as I buy <laughs> super smart rats. <laughs> yeah, but like, so my my head for all this is like, why were they making these drugs for these rats? Clearly, they were working on the Captain America Super Soldier Serum. Well, of course, <laughs> and shit like that. Like you can, you can just work that into anything. So, like, yeah. you can have all these rats living in, like, with, with proper human sentience and, um, yeah. yeah, and humans that get boosted and shit like that. I don't know. Apparently, well, apparently, in the later books, um, the rats uh, save some children who are lost in in the forest that they flee to after the house uh, after. Yeah, the the events of the movie, and yeah, so then there's like just the there are these two humans that <laughs> they're trying to conceal as well as the entire rat society. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> fair enough. Cool. Yeah. So the secret of Nim, I, like the the most interesting thing about me putting it on this list, I know I've rambled a bit already, but it, is that I had seen it probably twice, and and I had the book re- the book read to me as a kid. Right. Up until. Like two days ago, until like preparing for this episode, and and I watched it again, and then watched about three hours worth of YouTube analysis, and like really dug deep into it, and it like it it wasn't my favorite animated film, yeah. Until I did all this research and and looked into it, like it went from a film that I just sort of mildly remembered to holy shit, this is actually one of the best animated films I've ever seen. Nice, yeah. So that that's the secret of Nim. Excellent. Great. Your go, Sam. My last one? Beat that. <laughs> My last one's the most left of field one I have. Okay, It's cool. not that left of field, probably. I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe. Monster House. I have not seen... Oh! Yes, I think I have. I think I have seen this. With the monster house and the three kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the house is sentient and a mon- and literally a monster? Yeah, yeah, but there's a whole thing... It's, it's the... It's like a poltergeist that's in that's possessing well, the whole house is the thing at the end. I don't entirely remember. I remember enjoying it. I, as a kid... When did this movie come out? Quickly, let me check. Because I... It, I wasn't a kid. You might have been. Uh, I don't think I was quite a kid. I was young enough that... It's 2006, so I would have been 11. Mm. Yeah, it's kid enough. Um, 
there was something about this movie mm. that I just loved. Yeah. And I don't know... And I haven't seen... I haven't watched it that much. Yeah. Since then, it's not one I've repeatedly gone to. But it just stuck with you for this long. Yeah, like... Because the thing... It probably was the my first introduction to horror. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And as you know, I do have a quite enough... <laughs> Yeah. And I often credit Scream with my love of horror, Mm. but it was probably this. (laughs) Bringing it back around to the end of the last episode, top five. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because Scream's on my... But yeah, it probably was this, because... Yeah, I don't know, there's just... Yeah, so the... the, Spoilers for Monster House. The story is that uh, there's an old grouchy man who lives in this house that the kids think is haunted... Yeah. And he gets in an accident and is, is taken to hospital and the house is left on its own. Yeah. And that's when it starts really arcing up. Right. Okay. it no longer has... Because it's... In the past, there was this man and wife who... Mm. This man, the old grouchy man, fell in love with this woman who was... Mm. Um, a house? No, she was, <laughs> she was part of a circus or something and she yeah. was she was constantly bullied and made fun of and like yeah. really horribly treated yeah. um, to the point that she ended up falling in the bottom of the house they were building mm-hmm. in the, in the cement. Um, right. In the cement at the bottom of the house they were building and was, and died there. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, her spirit then possesses the house. Yeah. Um, which is cool and horrifying. Mm. Um, Cause the kids actually find the, her outline in the concrete and crack mm. it open and it's a, you know, mm. like rotting skeleton inside. That's gross. It is gross. Interesting um, though, like there's a, there's a whole lot of like, um, there's a whole lot of cultures that have sort of that appear as a, as a monster. Like, I mean, yeah. that's sort of how the grudge works. I mean, not, not really, but like the, the whole idea of the, of the house having a spirit and that, yeah. Well, it ends up being like the house is, it was kids that always made fun of her. So that's why she harasses these kids. Yeah. And why the grouchy old man is all, get off my... Because it's Halloween in the movie. Yeah. Get off my... Lo- like, like, don't go away. Don't go away yeah. for your benefit. Like, yeah. um, and that's why he seems like such a dick. Mm. Um, and I don't know. The, the animation's kind of gross. Like, mm. not in a, like... Not in, like, a, the animation's bad. Although it might be now. I don't actually... I think no. I remember what you mean, though. It's sort of... Everything's a bit ugly. Yeah. Like, the characters are a bit... Like, intentionally... Yeah, it's meant to make you uneasy the whole way through. Yeah, and yeah. it's really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember watching this movie with some someone, a mate, and, like, our parents, like, our mums were up the back or something. Because mm-hmm. um, depending, yeah, when this came out in 2006, I would have maybe been 10. Yep. Um, probably was 10, actually, come <laughs> to think of it. Um, yeah, and, like, they were more scared of it than we were as well, which yeah. I really found interesting. Like, in my head, I'm like, huh, I'm... Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't find mature, it scary, yeah. and you did, ha-ha. Huh, huh. Like, as a 10-year-old, that's the that's the kind of thing, but I, that so then... What, was it your friend who was who was more scared of it than you? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 my parent, like parents. Like, my... Were. Yeah. Our parents. See, that's really interesting, that it's almost, like, with, with more understanding of it all, that, of, like, of what's... Scary about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I was just enjoying the ride. Mm. Um, and I relate, like, you know, as a kid, it really played on that whole, on the, it's the kids on bikes Mm. formula that this played on really. Um, I think they even do ride bikes maybe (laughs) very briefly. Yeah. Um, 
And they end up killing the house, but it ends up being almost bittersweet. It's like, we have to... This isn't killing the house. We've got to put this house out of its misery. This house. We've got to put this house out of its We've got to let this spirit We've got to go. let this spirit rest. Yeah. Um, and this is the only way we can do that. Mm. With a stick of dynamite down the chimney. Mm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's also got, like, this 60s feel, like, it's set, you know, kind of in the past. There's no... Um, there's no mobile phones. There's no mobile phones. There's yeah. none of that. Um, there's the classic babysitter yeah. uh, thing. The parents are out. Mm. Like, it does the whole horror movie trope thing. It does all the tropes of a horror movie. But um, but the house looks great. Like, yeah. And the kids are kind of clever. They, like, get a bunch of sleeping medication... And yep. trick it into eating it, thinking it's a kid. Right. Um, and it the, the house does eat people. Mm. I don't know if they if it ends up revealing they all survived at the end. I think it might. Because mm. um, it is still a kid's movie, but I don't remember for sure. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice, though. Like, it, it's the sort of thing that, like, when, when people ask me, sort of, like, what movies you like, horror doesn't always jump to mind. Yeah, fair enough. But it's, it's interesting that... Um, that even at the kids' animated end, horror still sort of resonates with you. Here's the thing. We, we, we're talking about possibly doing other versions. Like, we've done <laughs> five favourite movies, as you, you know. We'll, we'll link that in yeah. in the description for sure. If, if there are any other genres mm. you would like us to mm. cover yeah. in, our, in, our, in our favorite comedy, horror, whatever, let us know. Yeah. Um, yeah, tweet us at Video Shop Pod because we'll cover them at some point in the future because yeah. we're going to do more of these, I think, because they're a lot. I find them a lot of fun. They they do go for longer. They do definitely. But I go think for they longer. offset some of our minisodes. Yeah, like <laughs> and well, and we do have episodes that go for like forty or fifty minutes, like yeah. just short where we do where we talk about a movie. Yeah, because um, we used to do a lot longer episodes. Hmm. Um, often back it was when padding. we had less uh, less shit to do. Yeah, or we had a bunch <laughs> of people on, so like. Four it people's would... opinions are cr- yeah takes a lot longer to cover. Or it's Batman versus Superman, and it's and like, we got to talk about it for where a do billion we even years. Start? Yeah, we got to talk about this twice. Um, yeah, so you're you're right though. It is interesting because I reckon I'm thinking like just off the top of my head, mm. comedy, sci-fi, mm. um, name another genre, action, action. Uh, they've every single one of those a horror movie is on that list already. <laughs> like. Sci-fi, like, aliens on that list, yeah. straight up. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a horror movie, really. Yeah. Like, it it uses absolutely all the horror tropes. It just happens to be in a sci-fi setting. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's a lot of horror things in Terminator 1 and 2. Um, well, I like Terminator 1 more than Terminator... Like, when people ask you, me what my favourite Terminator movie is, I say The Terminator. Yeah. Like, because the f- first one's more of a horror film. It's more of a horror movie. And I... It's not that it's a horror movie that I enjoy it more, but that I think that is just... It's such a tighter film than Terminator 2. Mm. Well, Terminator 2 is amazing. Terminator is such a well-told, cl- tightly knit story. Yeah. This is, a, this is for another time. Yeah, but, it absolutely is. We're already... Um, like, we're rambling pretty hard. But yeah, like, my genre, when people go... I got called the sci-fi guy today mm. at, at uni in a class of new people. And that adequately describes me. Like, we, it was asked, say a thing you like, say a thing you're doing, the task you're doing. I'm like, oh, I like Star Trek, and the thing I'm doing is this Australian science fiction mm. thing. Like, you know, mm. that is what I fit into. But horror movies always... I seem to have always enjoyed, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, fair enough. 
I'm not, I'm not sure where I would go if, if I was asked, like, for a genre. Like, like I guess technically fantasy, because it's the things I like about sci-fi are the lore things. Right, the, which you get a lot more of in fantasy. Well, well, it's like, it, I like it for the same reason that I like fantasy. Yeah. Like... The thing is, sci-fi and fantasy are almost... The same thing. The same thing. <laughs> like... Every single rule that you apply to fantasy, mm. generally you will also apply it to science fiction and vice versa. Mm. Like, the rules of the world. You're just... In science fiction, you're giving a science reason for why the thing's happening. Mm. In, Lord, in Lord of the Rings. In <laughs> fantasy, it's a magic reason. Yeah. Um, that's like... Mm. The, the actual aesthetic difference is very, very minimal. Mm. The difference between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, apart mm. from the plot... Like, you know, obviously the major story beats. Yeah. But actually, actually a lot of the... There are a lot of very similar elements mm. to it. Um, well, so the things that the, separate good and bad magic stories in my head are, like, how well they explore um, the... Like, how the magic works. Yeah. Like, Harry Potter does nothing for me. Right. Because there's no explanation. There's no... Like, it's just, you say the right words in the right way, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, if you've got a good wand, but sometimes you don't even need that, sometimes you can use your hands. Like, it's just, it's dumb. Whereas in something like, um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, where everything requires a specific ritual and a, um, and an equal exchange. Yeah. So, like, you can't, um, you can't just bring somebody back from the dead, you've got to kill somebody else to do it. Right. And stuff like that. Like, Where do you rest on Lord of the Rings, though? Lord of the Rings is interesting the more you dig into it. It's the sort of thing that, like, the movies themselves didn't do a whole lot for me. Learning where all the creation tiers happened and what, um, like, what Gandalf is... Yeah. And why there are no other wizards that you see in the films or anything like that. And you do in The Hobbit, but yeah. yeah. But, like, but Radagast what, is on Lord the same the tier... I don't think you do. Oh, so you see Saruman. Yeah. Sorry, I could, yeah, I'm fucking... It's really hot in here. And we've yeah, been recording yeah. a long time. Yeah. Oh. Point is, the, like, learning that the wizards aren't really, like, the traditional idea of what a wizard is, but they're much closer to, like, um, demigods uh, yeah. or, or angels. And that they are on the same tier as the Balrogs and only one tier... And, the, and like, and the eagles are one tier below them. Like, learning this whole intricate system of how everything works in the world yeah. is more interesting to me than any of the things that actually happen. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. And, like, the whole thing is sort of based on music and, like, the, the whole allegory they do for explaining how the characters work is is all based on on the different elements of, of a musical composition. And like, there's this whole, like there's really interesting stuff to dig into there, but none of it is Gollum or fucking Gandalf actually doing anything or fucking, um, Bilbo or anybody. It's just, it's how the world is set up, which, I, which sounds like what Tolkien was working on. Like he wanted, he created all these dumb stories to justify the language that he was building. Right, like, yeah. He he made Elven and then came up with a whole story of how yeah. He the invented elves, a language yeah. and then invented the the story. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, sorry, we've been we have, but we got some tweets to quickly read out. So I tweeted out. I, I said this week we're listing our five favorite animated movies. Tweet us what yours are and we'll read it out. Yep, which is what we're about to do. Yep. Um, cool. So at Goddamn Robots tweeted yep. us uh, number. He's listed them with a number. Uh, so cool. 
So are these, I assume these are ranked then. I, I, I'm going to say ranked, but uh, yeah, if they're not, let us know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, not at all. Uh, number one's the Lego Movie, fair which enough. We mentioned, yeah, yep. uh, stellar film. Totally excellent. see why that's on there. Yeah, um, probably. Pay, uh, I'm guessing it would play into your nostalgia, goddamn robots of Lego like mine. <laughs> um, and the next one on the list is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Fair enough. Again, we covered that at length. Yep. Next one on here, interesting one, which we didn't establish the rules of. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, so that's stop motion, isn't it? Yes. I, I Technically think, a form of animation. I think it counts. Yeah. Like, um, In which case, I would like to honourably mention Wallace and Gromit. Well, yeah, my, my long, long list had a couple of the Wallace and Gromit things on there. Yeah, and I'm and like, my long list had Fantastic Mr. Fox as well, actually. I haven't actually seen Fantastic Mr. It's Fox. It's Wes Anderson. Yeah, and I've read the book. Like, right. I, I love that book. So I... I, I should watch the film, I just haven't. Well, have you seen, like, Moonrise Kingdom or Grand Budapest Hotel? I've or... seen Grand Budapest Hotel, I think. No, you've probably seen The, the Best, Best Exotic, Exotic Marigold, Marigold Hotel. Hotel. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. We should do a Wes Anderson movie, because I'd love to just sit down and, like, marathon some of these movies, because they are... I... Wes Anderson is the arty kind of director I can get behind. I've heard he's the sort of person that you either really like or you think is really pretentious. Yeah, and I... You would think... You would think that I wouldn't like him, because, mm. as you know, I don't like art films. Mm. But there's something about Wes Anderson's... Mm. It's got to be the characters mm. that I just so enjoy. Mm. And it's just the right amount of weird while mm. still telling a coherent story. Mm. Look, I really wanted to talk about Dog Island when it came out. I don't... Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs, sorry. Same, same shit. I wanted to see that. <laughs> I also haven't seen that. Yeah. Would be... Maybe we... Alright. Maybe, maybe we'll ne- do a Wes Anderson I was say, Maybe when we've got a weekend where we're both free, we'll just sit down, watch a bunch of Wes Anderson movies, and we'll do a podcast. I'm down. If you want that to happen any sooner, tweet us and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, next on his list is Wally. Fair enough. This was the fucking last movie I trimmed from my list. And yeah. it... it I cut it for Monster House only because Monster House... I realised that kind of horror thing. Mm. Again, it's so weird. I'd never say horror is my favourite genre, but... But I think it might be your favourite genre, Sam. But <laughs> every other genre I probably enjoy more, there's always a horror version of that that I enjoy. Mm. Shaun of the Dead, Alien, mm. like, all, you know... Yeah, like, if, if you were going to talk about comedies... The horror comedies are really good. Yeah. If you, if you were going to talk about action movies, the horror action movies are particularly good. Yeah, Aliens. Yeah. Uh, just is a <laughs> just is a horror movie. Yeah. But it's also more a horror movie because of Alien. Yeah. Anyway. No, but it still follows a lot of the same tropes. I'd stand by that being a horror action movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, Wally is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the first quarter of that movie with it's just Wally, like is. Stella. And even when the people show up, it's still great. Mm. Weird, though. Is that a bastard movie? Because it has that one live-action guy? Well, so the implication is that all the animated people are, like... It's just the descendants of people who used to look normal? Yeah, like they're (laughs) fat and, like... Because all the images Mm. of healthy human beings and all that, they're real people. Yeah. Before they've become fat, clear-skinned blobs. Yeah. Real weird mm. choice. But kind of worked. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily call it a bastard movie. Probably not. But, it's, it, it, but it's, technically... It's probably just as much a bastard movie as something like Pete's Dragon would be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Doing an episode on bastard movies. Yeah. (laughs) And Wally will be on my list. Anyway, Kung Fu Panda is then the last... Kung Fu Panda 2. I I hear so many good things about Kung Fu Panda, and I reckon I've seen the first one and nothing else. I've seen the first one, and I liked it, and I have seen the second one, and I also liked it. I think that's the one with the peacock goddamn robots, right? Because that one is good. I thought there was a crane in all of them. What? I thought the crane was one of the masters. Yeah, yeah, there's a crane, but there's, there's like a peacock. There's a proper peacock. You're not just confusing your birds. No, I think it's because the villain, I think, is then a peacock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that then. I've only seen the big tiger dude. Yeah, that'll be the first one. The yeah. first one's pretty good, but actually, I think I do like the second one more. I, I, yeah. Um, they're not my favourites, Kung Fu Panda, but they're pretty freaking solid, funny movies. That, And also, it's a, there's a lot of, you know... Uh, Chinese heritage in those movies. Mm. China? Yeah. Yeah. Which is always... It's nice to see those kind of depicted on screen, mm. which is what was part of the joy of watching Moana as well, I think. Mm. It's like seeing something new. Yeah. Uh, and the other person who tweeted their list... G- good list, goddamn robots. Like, yeah. Uh, there's, solid, there's no solid list. There's that I uh, and dispute. Four of them were on my list at one point. Yeah. Um, and one of them just straight up was. Uh, next up, we've got... Um, old mate Flint Monkey. This is Matt. I don't know him. Don't know him. No, I've never heard of him. Yeah, fair enough. New <laughs> fan, I guess. Probably he's only listened to one episode. <laughs> okay. That's funny because this is Matt and he's listened to every episode multiple times. Don't tell people. There'll be people who are just listening for the first time and they don't need to know about Matt. <laughs> he's uh, Finding Nemo. Yep. Solid, solid movie. Yeah, I'd agree. And it, as far as the nostalgia trip goes, I can see why it'd be on there. I, next to Wall, on my list. Next to Wally's, probably my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, or maybe Toy Story two actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, Pretty I, good. I don't think I rate any of the Pixar movies particularly highly. But I any, but do, but not enough. It's almost like palatable. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing with a Pixar movie. Yep. Didn't make it onto my top five favourite animated movies list. Yeah. Just like I reckon a Marvel movie wouldn't make it onto my top five action movies list. Uh, I mean, so I don't like action movies. So my I know entire list would, would be Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. Yeah. yeah, fair. But like mine would be mine would be a lot of like eighties movies. Mm. Um, yeah, like Die Hard would be on my list. Yeah, Die Hard's on my, would be on my list for sure. Like, just spoiling other episodes of the podcast. Yeah, we, we are. Maybe we'll just like ban Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard default one next five. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, next one on Matt's list was Zootopia, which was on Fucking my shortlist. Great, great film. Yeah, wasn't on my shortlist, but only because uh, it was ta- Tangled was always going to beat it, and I wasn't going to list multiple Disney animated. 3D movies, I think. Yeah, and I just didn't have a whole lot to say. Like, I just... I like it. I like it a lot. I like the themes a lot. I like the characters a lot. It's just a really... Really solid movie. I think I just like Cats Don't Dance if we're going to go with anthropomorphic animals and a racial allegory. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Matt's then put Chicken Run. Another stop motion movie. Yeah. Um, which, again, I think that was sort of on my long list. Like, I, it was one of the ones that came to mind, but... Great movie. Yeah, it is just solid. It's just a solid movie. Ardman. Yeah. They always make solid stuff. Yeah. Um, Matt's then put Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Fair enough. Great movie. Um, and has that same connection to Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. 
um, that I was talking about what I love about Mask of the Phantasm. Yep. Um, and might be more entertaining than Mask of the Phantasm. Fair enough. Because, but but just because Batman Beyond is so unique and fun. Yeah, I do like Batman Beyond as a yeah. concept. Um, I haven't seen too much of it. The show is real hit and miss, I thought. Yeah. Um, but the Return of the Joker is standout. It's I excellent. might have even seen the end of Return of the Joker because Bob and because Bob was watching it. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then is... Matt's listed into the Spider-Verse. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Solid. Cool. Solid list. Um, Thanks so, for your submissions, kids. Yeah, and hey, as an audience, if you've got lists as well, you list your top five still. If anyone else listens yeah, and wants we'll keep to, tweet out. us at Video Shop Pod. We'll list them on the next episode. Yep. Whatever that may be. Is there a movie? Why don't we do animated movies this list? Because the Lego Movie 2 comes out next week. Ah, uh, that's why. Does it come out next week? Yeah, I think so. There's something else comes out too. Uh, Shazam, maybe? Nah, Shazam's not for a bit. I thought so Shazam was March. Yeah, I don't think so. But maybe. Oh, I could be wrong. I'm not going to look it up now. No. It's so hot in here and we've recorded for so long. It's a long episode. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Tweet us your favourite animated movies at Video Shop Pod. We have a Patreon. Wrap it up. <laughs> See you, nerds. Yeah.